Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? Welcome to Hot Takes, where you get a sneak peek into this week's Patreon-exclusive interview. In today's Hot Take, David Greisel examines his belief in a standard of objective and transcendent beauty and how it affects his perspective on architecture. Enjoy. Oh, all the time. It happens to me all the time. In fact, this is why I find myself to be such a curmudgeonly critic of much of contemporary architecture is I, I see that. Uh, that in fact, uh, back in the, the 80s or 90s, there was actually a deconstructionist movement in architecture that was, you know, following hard on the heels of uh, Jacques Derrida and the, the deconstructivist uh, literary movement, but it was intending to, to literally pull apart architecture and, and make buildings that look like they were falling apart. And uh, I consider that to be diabolical. But Well, it's liter- uh, literally diabolical yes. in that it breaks apart. Yeah, so I, I push it back against that all the time. And I'll, I'll give you one little anecdote that describes mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Um, uh, some years ago, an architecture magazine published a, a, a series of photographs of an emergency department in a hospital that had all these jagged shapes in the ceiling. Uh, you know, obviously, the you know at the level of the countertops and the computers, everything was sort of like you would expect it to be in a hospital. But the ceiling had all these weird, intersecting, colliding shapes, and the architect's description of this space was something completely nonsensical about how all these colliding shapes would somehow induce healing in the patient. And, you know, my reaction was just one of, of complete, you know, what complete nonsense this is that somebody's just been in a car accident where two automobiles have, have formed themselves into a mangled mess of metal and plastic and they're wheeled into an emergency room where the ceiling looks to be emulating the very thing they just left. And, you know, I, I consider that to be one of the worst examples of emergency room architecture ever perpetrated on the human race. But, you know, here it was in an architectural magazine being held up as exemplary. And I, I took great exception to that. So it sounds like you are an architect with standards. Right, and, and, <laughs> one one might say, I I don't mean that in like in a shallow way that that you have, I and I think you would describe it this way. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but that you would believe that there's an objective standard of beauty that that is transcendent and that we can sort of plug into and and bring into reality in little bits and pieces here and there. Is I that would agree how you would that. talk about it. I I would agree with that very much. And you would say like that's a minority view within. The architecture uh, community? It, it absolutely is a minority view. And unfortunately, um, some of the thought leaders in our profession, uh, like one who comes to mind who I heard give a lecture, is a, a famous architect named Peter Eisenman. You may not have heard of him, but he's famous in architecture, who uh, stood up and gave a lecture that I attended where he said, after the Holocaust, beauty is impossible. And, you know, that, that sort of makes you sit back in your chair a little bit but uh, you know, I'm afraid that uh, whether they realize it or not a lot of architects have bought into that philosophy uh, maybe unwittingly uh, and, and there are still architects who do very beautiful work um, 
but a lot of what gets published nowadays reminds me of Eisenman's quote. <laughs> the Prying Priest is a social media-free podcast, so any word-of-mouth recommendations you can make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Say, why would you look outside yourself when you...